0: Welcome, this is Artless. I'm Jaquez, and in this episode, Dominic gives a talk live for an Entrepreneur Series, hosted by Remy and Natalie Wallace. You can find them on Instagram at entrepreneur underscore series. Topics include Soul Matters Origins, Dominic's mental health journey, and how artists can be mentally healthy, creatively fulfilled, and financially profitable. Enjoy. Hi everyone Thanks Natalie and Remy and Lucy for having me It's great to be here. Um, I spoke with Lucy and the uh, the question was if I could share a little bit about my mental health journey and how it relates to my business and the kind of kind of work that I'm doing now so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the cliff notes. I don't want to take too much time, but I think I want to give enough of the narrative that you understand the context for where we're coming from and and sort of our vision for the world. So, I was born in uh, a little hippie community in Bisbee, Arizona, and grew up most of my life in Flagstaff, Arizona. And it was cool because I grew up around a lot of very uh, open-minded people in that space. And it was a mountain community. It was a lot of a lot of nature, a lot of outdoors. And when I was a teenager, my experience changed a lot. My family moved across the country to the South. We moved to Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, needless to say, it was a pretty intense culture shock going from a very kind of open-minded spiritual place to uh, you know the American South. It was it was definitely uh, an adjustment. So I didn't really ever feel like I felt in or I, fe- I, I fit in in that environment, and that led me to. Really spending a lot of time with my brothers, and when I was seventeen, my older brother Gino and I started our first production company, and we had always been in love with movies and we wanted to tell stories, and that's, that's what, we, what we you know sort of set our, our intention to do. and we, we learned that, that you know there's a lot of challenges that come with being entrepreneurs and, and especially being young people and just the experience. You start to start to learn how to do business and the things that you're good at and you're not good at. And I learned that I wasn't very good at, you know, talking to people and, and, and being able to diagnose and, and really share vulnerably with clients and understand where they were coming from. And I thought, man, if I'm going to do this storyteller thing, I'm going to need to understand how to, how to present, how to entertain, how to, you know, really like guide people along the path of curiosity so i got really interested also in technology and futurism and and apple as a brand always inspired me so i ended up working for apple during this during this time that i was trying to become a filmmaker and that that was a really interesting journey i, I was so i had so much fun but i, I started developing the skill set of uh, teaching and, and leading workshops and, and training my peers in in the stores and you know one of uh one of the big projects that we did while i was with apple was launching the apple watch originally and uh, so i had some really some really cool like profound moments for myself in my personal development i felt like i was i was getting somewhere and i was feeling a lot more confident and it was around that time that uh, a man by the name of peter fox came to charleston And he was this Hollywood guy. He was a script reader uh, for Fox at the time. And he was doing a workshop with young filmmakers, teaching them how to uh, write a good screenplay. And then once you know you have a good screenplay, shop that screenplay. And how how do you know, like, what's the roadmap and how do you meet the right people? And so I went in a little skeptical and and eight hours later, I sat through this whole like day long lecture. And for the first time I was really inspired because I felt like I had the next steps In front of me I felt like I knew oh this is what I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do once I get out to LA like now I know the journey that I'm about to set set off on and so that was the day it was actually November 1st of 2014 that I decided I was gonna move to Los Angeles in January and I was gonna you know do this this filmmaker dream about a month later which was about a month before I was supposed to move I was riding my bicycle through downtown Charleston and I got uh, I got run over by a car and it was a really painful difficult experience because I, I you know, fractured my skull I lost all my front teeth uh, I was really banged up I you know I had a lot of impact injuries my knees my hips the whole thing and also my whole savings account was emptied out, so this whole moving to Los Angeles, it wasn't necessarily about getting better, it was like, I gotta get better, then I gotta get some money back in the bank, and it started being this whole thing that was, you know, a real wrench in my plans, to say the least, and it was in this process that I first learned really, like, how dark my thoughts could become, you know, I started having suicidal thoughts and uh, ideations, and I wasn't, I didn't come from a community that really encouraged uh, mental health. I, I was, it was more about uh, sort of a religious context of, of like counseling. And I tried a lot of things, I just wasn't really getting anywhere with my mental health and I finally broke down and went to a therapist. And it was just the most beautiful moment when I sat down across from her because it was the first time during this two and a half year long recovery that somebody looked at me and said, your problem is valid. The experiences you're going through are extreme and it's very okay that you're feeling the way you feel about that. And started you know, working with me to, to bring back uh, a lot of my self-worth to actually heal, you know, heal from that process. And it was, it was a really cool moment. And that, that whole experience of, of therapy, of the accident and the therapy and the healing, just got me really tapped into myself and like my intuition. What was my body telling me? What did, what, what did I really need, you know? And, and I started being much more mindful. So, you know, fast forward two and a half years, I'm back. I decided now is finally the time. I'm gonna to move to Los Angeles. So I do. I moved to LA and I start, uh, you know, I was obviously during that time, I, I really couldn't afford to do anything but work. So I had actually developed quite a portfolio of commercial work and things. So as a as a filmmaker, I felt like I was in good shape. And I came to LA my first month in town. And uh, I got I got rostered at this production company that was kind of new and innovative and Forbes 30 under 30. And I was just like, I was doing it, you know, but I I was also the the 12th man on the roster and so I was always, I was just pitching every chance, I was pitching my heart out, but I knew it was going to be a little bit of a a long way before I was able to actually be working consistently. But I was really getting along with my creative directors and they were developing me and I thought it was going to be worth the time investment. And uh, about six months later, the production company closed its doors and closed up shop, went out of business. And I was sitting there with, you know, kind of picking up the pieces from that whole thing, realizing that, man, I was, I spent six months pitching and doing all this work on stuff that I really didn't care that much about. I was, you know, battling other people to try to direct commercials for brands that, you know, I didn't speak to my values, that didn't really have anything, you know, I didn't have a perspective to bring to that. And I was ultimately unfulfilled and that started, you know, that it reminded me of some of these mental health experiences I had had. I was feeling frustrated, anxious, and I just knew that there was something else rattling around in there. And I was thinking about creative work and and this term came to mind. It was like, what is art? You know, what is the stuff that we make? Where does it come from? And this term soul matter popped into my head, like art is what you know you take stuff that's in your soul and you like turn it into physical reality and so I thought you know what I could go down this agency route again and I could I could do that whole thing or I could explore like the soul matter idea and I decided that that's when I would start my new firm and my creative firm was going to be called soul matter and it was going to be a meditation on expressing yourself and and really doing work that's meaningful and important to you and really, the way that we do that now is, you know, as as Lucy mentioned, uh, Soul Matters is, is the positioning studio creating high-class problems for artists, designers, and experts. And we do that by really cultivating a community that focuses on mental health, creative fulfillment, and financial profitability. And that, you know, that means we work directly with clients, and and we'll we'll make and produce content and projects. But we also do a lot of, of training and workshops to you know, help artists capture, uh, capture tools that they can use to, to promote their mental health. And you know, I used to think that it was sort of this, if I could get the balance just right of this mental health and creative fulfillment and profitability, that it would be you know, sort of the golden ticket. But then I actually realized it was a little bit different than that, that these three ingredients were more of a story. And that if I focused in on my mental health, it would lead to more creative fulfillment and that fulfillment would lead to better boundaries and, and more profitability and that would lead to you know more mental health because i have more fulfillment more resources and that's kind of this matrix that we continue to pursue and you know i help that's that's really what i focus on with my clients and you know the question is really like why you know why pursue in a in an age of content why pursue art you know in an age of volume why pursue scarcity, the good scarcity? And I think it comes down to this. We, we're a little bit like, like a box of matches. You know, we all have very similar potential. And we, you know, I, I definitely believe that we come from different backgrounds and, and privilege is a real thing. And uh, that's very true. But I think humans in general, we have a lot that we can offer anyone. And throughout life, you know, like we can get, our, our, we can get our, our match lit and we can be really uh, passionate and, and excited about things. We can dive in head first. But that's when the wind starts to blow and you can see your, your flame dancing on that, that matchstick and it's burning down and things are coming at you trying to burn it out. And sometimes you do get snuffed out and sometimes you can be going straight through a green light. And a car can come out of nowhere and hit you anyway and and try to snuff it out. But at the end of the day, you can recover. It's it's totally legit and real, and you can come back from anything. And we're all on borrowed time anyway. You know, that flame is going to go out one day, and you've got a limited window of time and experience to start a fire.